1: I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number.
0: And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left foot, oh, brilliant! Oh, it's a fantastic goal from Danny Ings. He's done it again. Here comes Ward
2: Brown!
0: Hey, thanks for checking out In That Number. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. Follow me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-hosts, Kevin at the Moscow Mush Milverton at Moscow Mush. Statman Steve at Statman underscore Steve. Find him on Instagram at St. Mary's StatBase. Follow the show at number podcast. Available on Instagram and Facebook too. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe and share as far and wide as you can. If you would like to send us any questions, send us an email on inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. Enjoy the show. Welcome to In That Number 79, That Boy Ings. Yes. Um, This week we have two games to review as last Thursday night saw us entertain Brighton at St Mary's and Sunday afternoon, our last away trip of the season as we made the short trip to Bournemouth and what was vital towards Bournemouth's safety in the Premier League. We also preview our final game of the season as we take on Sheffield United at St Mary's. With his thoughts and comments, we welcome Travelling Blade. But first, the Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton. All right, Kev, say hello.
3: Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Hello, Hello. Ray, you cunt.
0: (laughs) Wow. Drop the C-bomb this early? Wow.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm getting uh, in early.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> like, like a Romeo foul, I'm getting in early.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask how you are, but I don't give a shit now.
3: Oh, well, <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fine, just about, yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of football in one week, wasn't
0: it? Yes, yes, yes. Three games this week, wasn't it? But, you know, it's almost finished. Um, just one left.
3: Yeah, I'm just getting to the point where I could probably handle that much football in a week, Um, because... Yeah, I need a little bit of entertainment in the because it is slowing down for me now, and Epical, yeah, huh? <laughs> and now there's no football. So
0: mm. Well, I mean, the hockey season starts next week, mate. So get into that
3: in in August, uh, in yeah. July. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's too hot to be thinking about ice hockey, mate. Yeah, yeah. how are you feeling?
0: Um, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm all right. I had a midnight start again tonight, so working because around the clock as I always is there do.
3: No end to it, right?
0: No, no, there's not. There's not. It's just um. What can I say? I'm a busy man.
3: Yeah. How, how are you feeling about the season coming to an end?
0: Um. To be honest, I, I just want it done now because now that that game's out of the way, the um, the Bournemouth one. I mean, um, I say we're not really going for anything now. It's it's, it's a dead rubber, isn't it? I mean, Sheffield United can't really get into Europe now. It doesn't really matter what happens in that game. It's just like I, I'll be happy happy to get this season out of the way, but I want the next season here. As well, if you know what I mean. Not much of a gap, is there, between now and then. So, it's, it's a nice break.
3: Yeah, I think we're, we're already sort of focusing towards next season, aren't we?
0: We are, yeah. And then, obviously, the uh, the transfer window and all those rumours and stuff like that. So, uh,
3: mm-hmm. we've, got,
0: we've got all that. And it's not going to be as long. So, we haven't got to worry about all that
3: shit. Exactly. This is itn in that number news
0: okay itn news um not a heap of news out there this week um just just things that we've gone over before really but um we'll no doubt have more on the news of Mohammed salasu uh, once that signing is announced um probably you know when the when the window opens the day after the sheffield united game so what we're talking monday um uh, but breaking news over the past 24 hours is that Everton mm. have reportedly had their £25 million bid accepted for Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. Kev, um, uh, a great bit of business for Saints and Everton I think, but I don't know if it's the greatest move for Hoiberg.
3: Probably not. I mean, it wasn't for Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, I know via United, but um, mm. um, I think they've got a good manager, haven't they? Um, I mean, Everton are one of those clubs that you know, should be on the fringes of Europe and um, challenging for those places. And, yeah, I mean, they've got the money behind them. They fucking, they've spent enough over the years, haven't they? Mm.
0: But, I mean, um, I, I, you can understand a player, you know, seeing out his contract, getting, getting that big money moved to a bigger club uh, and ultimately go on to win trophies, etc. But no disrespect to Everton. They aren't any better than Saints right now. Um, and are they chasing silverware? Not really. Uh, to me, it just sounds like I don't know, a little bit of desperation to get away, wherever it is, he just wants to go. You know, Tottenham came crawling. He was like, "Yeah, I want to go." Everton, yeah, I want to go. It's just like anyone who wants to move, who wants to move in for him, he wants to go. He's not actually thinking about it too much. I don't know. That's the way I feel about it. And I mean, you, I mean, you can understand, you know, the move to Spurs more because, well, it's Spurs. I mean, they'll be challenging for Champions League spots. But I'm struggling with this one really. It's kind of like reminds me of Font to West Ham.
3: Yeah, that one is that one is a strange one. But I think it was just there was a kind of... To- something must have, you know, gone wrong. It was quite a toxic atmosphere, wasn't it, at the club um, around about that time, pre-Hassenhut O'Leary. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, yeah, Hoiberg, just strange one. Yeah,
3: I mean, are we going to miss him? Um, maybe. Um, but I think, you know, we've been prepared for this. Sure. We're kind of used to the idea of Hoiberg going, and I think um, the club must be making... Some good preparations for a post-high bag era. But, yeah, um, but, I mean the
0: money. Considering that the you know the coronavirus and in this day and age now to get that much money for him, I mean it was. I think it was clear that we, that Spurs were not going to match that valuation. But Everton to come up and say, yeah, twenty-five million quid. Here you go. I
3: mean, there was talk of 30, 35 million before, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, but like I said, in the, in the considering the current climate, it's like 35, twenty-five million quid. Got to take that.
3: Yeah, I mean there was talk of doing a part exchange with Kai Walker Peters for Spurs, but um, obviously they're driving a hard bargain.
0: Yeah, that's that's worrying me now, if I'm honest, because we, we you know we dug our heels in a bit over the over the Hoiberg saga, and now they're going to be a little bit like that with uh, Kai Walker Peters. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there in the off season.
3: Yeah, not making any friends. At, um Spurs.
0: No. Um, uh, before we get into the games today, I just want us to start with a little bit of sad news. Like after three years, the wonderful Total Saints podcast has chosen to retire following the last game of the season. Um, excellent podcast, excellent team. You know, we, we, I remember Kev, when we decided to start this podcast. Podcast up, we got in touch with, um, you know, all the Saints podcasts out there, and Ben was was great to us, wasn't he? Uh, he messaged us back. He, he give us advice, Um, kind enough to join us on this show, as you know, um, on a couple of occasions. Um, And, yeah, I've met him for a couple of beers. Um, I went to, you know, their 100th show, their live show. It was great. Um, Yeah, it won't be the same without him. It's it's a a big loss.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're they're stalwarts in the St podcasting world. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a huge gap, isn't there? Uh, Yeah. Uh, in our podcast fields But uh, Yeah I mean I, I, He'll still be about won't he i will be on Twitter um, Commentating Yeah just um, Yeah thanks to All, all those guys there uh, For support And uh, for making A really Entertaining And informative podcast um, Yeah Should we make a, a Speculative transfer move For one them What do you think
0: Oh yeah what are you thinking
3: I don't know Who should we go for I mean Ooh. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Steve or Glen? Uh, ju- yeah. Do you think this the, this podcast could handle that much swearing?
0: Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine it?
3: Yeah, i Yeah, I don't want to be warm in the fucking subs bench.
0: <laughs> I don't think you will be, mate. Trust me. <laughs>
3: uh, oh yeah. In the week, um, other important news: the FPL. Uh, the, the tweets wearing league Saints are, are fourth apparently
0: yes yeah the profanity league yeah um, strange one that, isn't it? I mean I didn't know I mean, Watford top of the league um, and we were up in fourth but yeah I say I put it all down to you <laughs> you and Glenn they're
3: <laughs> yeah, doing our fucking best <laughs> Although, yeah, can I, the, the, the scores that Watford have had this season I'm thinking Man City that's true and our result
0: yeah so. yeah <laughs> uh, I think maybe next year we could probably we could probably go for that trophy. I think you can ramp it up a bit next season Kev.
3: Yeah. Anyway, the fun not to invent new swear words.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um uh, anyway, before and another bit, just just before we go, I just want to say congratulations to Leeds United for returning to the Premier League as champions after 16, 16 years. Wow. I remember I remember, well. I remember our trip. Yeah, to Ellen Road or Bellend Road um when we went <sighs> got to keep up with the swearing haven't we? Uh, when we uh when you were up at um university of leeds of course and um yeah we went to see leeds and brighton up there didn't we I don't remember that game
3: yeah a lot of homophobic chanting there um, was, yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire, that's, yeah. yeah
0: um but yeah i'm pleased to see him back actually i know a lot of people don't like him it's kind of like marmite isn't it with leeds but um i don't know I kind, of, I kind of break the mold i i, I don't mind them at all
3: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Marmite's the right analogy. Um, just, I think everyone fucking hates them. I mean, you're either from Leeds or you hate Leeds. But no, I've definitely got a soft spot for them. Um, yeah, I love, I love being up there. Well,
0: you, you lived there for what?
3: Three yeah, years. A bit more than three years. Yeah.
0: Mm. Good on them. Good on them. good to see them. I'm, I'm going to call it now, Kev. First uh-huh. game of next season. Saints Leeds Ellen Road. Ooh. Oh, I've just just been out there. I haven't got any inside scoop, by the way, that's just a guess.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a while before the fixtures come out. Um, yeah, it's the 12th of September, isn't it, the start of next season?
0: Uh, yeah, or well, the 11th, I think it's a Friday night. I think they'll be a, a Friday night game.
3: What, straight away with the Friday night one? Okay.
0: Yeah, they did it this year as well, didn't they, on the season before.
3: Mm. But I mean that's provisional. Um, they, but yeah, a bit of news coming out that they might have crowds back by October. I th- that that's going to be controversial, isn't I it? I, how, I don't know how. Well, geez, t- I mean those
0: tickets must be like £100 a hundred pound a pop. Yeah, I mean
3: what are you thinking? Reduced crowds then?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, probably having like uh, like fifty in a stand or something like that, just spread out or something.
3: Well, if you're doing it the way they've done it here, is it started off as ten percent capacity? Um, So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be...
0: Is it going to be like the sub-benches now, just like one every other seat or something?
3: It's weird, though, because they weren't using all of the stadium. So the people were, you know, relatively packed into a few stands rather than using the whole stadium. That's weird. Yeah, and now now it's up to 50%. Um, But again, still, they're not using all the stands, so... Uh, it's quite think, of
0: it. away fans as well
3: yeah I i'm mm. not sure if away fans should work i mean it's difficult enough to travel you know
0: yeah
3: um but yeah i mean think either
0: interesting though if they do 10 percent of the crowd um are they still going to put the, the crowd noise in because there's not not going to be a lot of crowd noise and the crowd noise that you can hear is going to be all swearing so, what are they going to do? Are they going to put the crowd noise in?
3: <laughs> just, just get a seat right next to those microphones. Can't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you dropped the seat bomb again. Oh.
3: Ah, uh, what? Since when is there censorship on this podcast?
0: <laughs> well, there might have to be now.
3: Uh, yeah, oh, just a little bit of extra um, news. Um, yeah, Magic Johnson on loan uh, for Heart Athletic. Um, I actually yeah, thought you
0: meant Magic Johnson then, Kev.
3: No, you know Tyreek, Tyreek, yeah, yeah. Ma- Tyreek, Magic Johnson, uh, or Magic Tyreek Johnson. Um, yeah, he came on for Hartford at half time and scored a uh, wonder goal in the fifty fifth minute. Have you seen it?
0: I have not. I'm glad you told me this because I'm going to look at this right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a look it up on Twitter. Um, it was against London United.
0: London United.
3: Or Lou- London United. Sorry for, to our American listeners. Uh, butchered that, but yeah, it's their first home game in the season, and he comes on and just does that, mm. Mm. bitching. Yeah.
2: That Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number.
0: Okay, uh, onto the Brighton game. I say we got we got two games to go through, so we'll we'll uh, we'll go through them. Um, but we'll, we'll go Brighton first, obviously, uh, heading into this one. Then, Kev, but Brighton needed that win, didn't they, to secure Premier League survival? But um, you know, a point would have would have done it. Um, steady form going in Brighton. I think unbeaten in their last five away games. We'll make that six now. Um, keeping a clean sheet uh, in each of their last three. Uh, no, no side is is uh, longer unbeaten on the road. So, yeah, pretty decent form, I guess. Um, but, it, but it was one-one. Uh, Mopey opened the scoring after 17 minutes, and that boy Ings on the 66. His uh, 20th oh, yeah. of the season, and that's 23rd in all competition. Uh, oh, so the starting 11, then, uh, five changes. Uh, McCarthy, Hoyberg, Bednarik, Vestergaard, Vokins, Smallbone, Ward-Prowse, Romayu, Redmond, Ings and Oberfemi. The bench of Gunn, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Danso, Bertrand, Armstrong, Long, Adams and 21-year-old Loney Jacob Maddox on the bench. Um, expected to see more of him, actually, but, you know. Um, We mentioned during last episode that we expected some changes here um, and we definitely got them because we had like Hoiberg, Vestergaard, Vokins, Smallbone and Oberfemi in. It was a league debut, incidentally, for for Jake Vokin's and reward for his Old Trafford heroics, Oberfemi replaces Adams. Uh, Vestergaard given Stevens a well-earned rest, Smallbone replaced Armstrong for the same reason um, and still resisting resting Ings. I don't know. Maybe he he knows he can still get the golden boot, or well, he did at this point and thought, you know, he doesn't want to deny him any of those minutes. Um, and, Kevin, I, I put these lineups on our Instagram feed uh, before kickoff, assuming that, that James Wood prowse would, would be playing in that right-back role, but no, it wasn't the case. It was Hoiberg that was starting there. I made that
3: assumption as well.
0: Oh, OK. I felt like a right swap Well,
3: you should do. <laughs>
0: Um, but, yeah, start, what did you think of the 11?
3: Um, I was quite glad uh, because we know that with three games in one week, he's going to have to rest for one of them. And I would rather it was for the Brighton match than the Bournemouth one. We talked about Armstrong being just knackered. So it gives him a well-undressed small bone coming in there. And, um, yeah, over for me innings. Um, wasn't the best pairing, I suppose, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, are we worried about Ings being arrested? No, I don't think so. I think he, <laughs> he sees the finish line. I think um, he does really want to do it. Um, uh, who else is rested there? Bertrand. I think that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Bertrand's been really consistent um, since the, the restart, and I um, can't say he's been. Particularly tired, but yeah, all right, West Um Carl will the same, really. Um, I don't understand not having a right back. Okay. Valerie's still out.
0: Still out. Yeah, he? yeah. We haven't got the replacements, have we? So I mean, that's why I just assumed it was um, James Will Prowse for that. But apart, I mean, I was talking to Steve, and maybe he was. He's still punishing Hoiberg. He's like, well, you know, you go in, We know you're going. If you're going to keep playing for this team, you're going to play where I want you to play, kind of thing. And. Maybe that was the the, the thinking there.
3: Which well, he, fair did. To him. He, yeah, did, he did play, yeah.
0: he did it. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't complain. He he, he did it. Um,
3: I must say, compared to some of the previous debacles we've had like, with Van Dyke or you know Fonte or any, any any of the other players, I think well, Hoiberg. <coughs> Lalana. Yeah, Lalana. I mean, how far back do we have to go? Um,
0: Lovren. Yeah.
3: Lovren, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Hoyberg's been really dignified. And, um, yeah, true professional.
0: Yeah, as, as you knew, he would be.
3: Yeah, so I no, give him his juice um, Yeah, so I was happy. I didn't watch this game live. Um, I, I was given the chance to go to a pub quiz for the first time in about a year. So I thought, why the fuck not? It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's not going to be the most exciting match, is it? But um, looking back at the highlights, um seems that the scoreline doesn't really reflect um, some of the... More more interesting moments in the match.
0: Well, I mean, you, you say you didn't watch this game. Mate, mate I I fucking struggle to watch this game because I, yeah. I put it out on Twitter that I um I, I'm you know I'm I'm red green color blind.
3: Oh yes.
0: Really fucking pissed me off. Really really pissed me off because I could not see a bastard thing. It was horrible. <laughs> like especially when there was a corner, everyone was just piled into the box and it was like I, I had Hayden sat next to me and every time a Brighton player touched the ball or a Saints player or whatever, he was just like Brighton, Brighton, oh, Saints. Bless. I was like, right, yeah, okay, cheers, mate. And the, the, another, the other thing that annoyed me, they both had black shorts on. Because normally when that happens, when there's a kit clash like that, or, you know, if it's a light blue against a dark blue or whatever, I look at the shorts and it usually helps. But they, they were both wearing black shorts, so I couldn't do it. And, and another thing that annoys me is that Brighton's away shirt is black. That would have been perfect. But they chose to wear their third shirt and completely uh, annoy the, the entire red-green colorblind population
3: community yeah no it's, you've got to have a community right oh, yeah. um i did see a lot of other um colorblind solidarity there um yeah they should really consider it you think it's not that difficult to do
0: no it was a, it was a nightmare it was the worst thing i've ever seen watched it was just oh my god yeah so you know even trying to go back looking at notes and i was i was pausing the screen and thinking right who's that? who's in, who's that who and i couldn't tell just could not tell it was worse than it's ever been, yeah. But anyway, that's my gripe out of the way. Um, we got into the game then. Uh, it, defensively, I don't think we're at the races, Kev. I just think, especially the first half. Yeah? Uh, no, I don't I think. Don't, I, I'm just, you know, lazy defending a lot of it. Uh, Mopay was, was prominent quite early on at that double effort. It was a warning there. Um, and they, they were attacking Hoyberg's flank, rightly so, because um, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't exactly shopping himself again, not playing greatest. But then, you know, he's he's playing that position. So you, you can see that. I, I just thought we had we had problems clearing our lines. And I, I thought I, I knew it was coming. I could see it was coming. But
3: did do you um, I say looking at the score sheet, I was I was pleased. But um, I wasn't pleased to see Glenn Murray on there because, you know, that. Um, <laughs> no,
0: but you know, he hasn't played for a while, has he? And no. as, as soon as you see his name, you thought oh, he's got a goal in him and he's going to get his goal
3: yeah and no, when they do come they come against science, don't they?
0: he didn't get the goal however but he did get got the assist
3: got an assist yeah <laughs> he's
0: actually like you know he's 36 years old and he's the oldest englishman to register an assist in the premier league since peter crouch so that was 2017 so nice little stat for you there um mm-hmm. and the goal yes yeah, say so mope with the, with the goal 17th minute um, awful defending um and Mopes yeah. into double figures for the season now, so he's had himself a decent season. Yeah, I just thought it was a horrible first half, mate. It was just, it just sauntered. It was just there was nothing really of note. Um, Ings had the ball in the net at one point, didn't he? But um, Lampsi, well, Lampsi put it in, but it was it was offside. Um, yeah. and, and we could see that, you know, you said at the start of this, like getting there with an early Romeo red card and he, sorry, yellow card, and he did that. Changes needed to be made. He was a spent force straight away in that first half. I thought I thought he was bad. Oh. Um The change, though, Kevin, that really really did it for me was when Kai Walker Peters came on, um, allowing Hoybo to go back into the middle. Obviously, would yeah. come off. Kai Walker Peters replaced Sorry, Hoiberg shifted into the his usual centre midfield. Um, and Obafemi, not not nothing to really write home about. Um, Adams came on, and the changes helped. I mean, that was it, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I think. Um... Uh Che and Ings were a much better strike partnership than I Femi and Ings. Yeah. Um and it's funny, yeah, that, that um off goal. Um the goal that they score is pretty much the same idea, isn't it? Um, Redmond finding Ings just on on the on the left there in Miles of Space and just yeah, um, cutting in And um, well, yeah, he runs in one-on-one with the keeper, doesn't he? Just um, he runs further than I thought he would. He just keeps going. I mean, because Ings, I mean, um, doesn't like to shoot from inside the penalty area, does he? (laughs) There's
0: nothing wrong with Um, that.
3: (laughs) But no, he just charges straight in and just the confidence, like right. As soon as I see the keeper's beat, just um, yeah, drive it across the goal.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, Ings at the post as well, didn't he? Um, Lovely little effort.
3: Yeah, I mean, was there a part of the woodwork that didn't hit in the, yeah. <laughs> that match?
0: And then Dunk clear one off the line from Shea. Um,
3: yeah, that, that was a great clearance. Um, there wasn't was there a shot shot just before that.
0: You want from Adams, yeah.
3: Mm. I mean, see, so, yeah, Ings' is shot, um, isn't it, that um, hits the post and then Adams hits the rebound and Dunk clears it off the line.
0: That was it, yeah, that's it. Um, but then, you know, the, the chances were coming then, and, and, exactly, yeah. and then it was at that point that I thought, okay... I think we're going to take all three points there. That first half I thought was poor. Um, anyway, you know, even we were one nil down at that point, and I thought we're going to win this game. I, I mean, mean we I should he have got that chance as well, didn't he? And he scuffed it wide. Poor, poor effort. Should have done better. Yeah, that
3: doesn't quite get the right contact on it, does it?
0: No. Um, and then Ings, you know, he does get his twentieth season. Oh, just incredible. It's just. He, say, I, I, knew, I knew it was coming at that point. It was well-deserved. I mean, I think it was... Yeah, I just put it all down to those changes. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think Steve put it, saying that too many changes um, um, it might have just upset the balance of the team. You know, especially because they're doing... You know, they were doing so well. I mean, we saw the FA Cup semi-final with Man United made all those changes and it was just too much. Couldn't get into it. Maybe it was the same thing happening there. The first half was just too much change. And it's just, yeah.
3: There's one change too many and that change is... Um, Taking out Kyle Walker Peters and um, leaving a big hole at right back that um, we can be attacked through. I mean, we saw at the beginning of the season with all the um, makeshift fullbacks, just can't do it. Yeah. Why? Why bother? No, you're right. Why bother?
0: Danny Ings has become the twentieth different Englishman to score twenty goals in a single season, twenty twenty.
3: Ah, in twenty twenty, I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I just want to talk about that Vestergaard hit.
3: Oh, yeah, what a fucking belter.
0: <laughs> but what a save as well from, yeah, no, that was from the Aussie number one, Matt Ryan. Mm. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he's actually I in my think... fancy football team, Kev, So
3: Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm right. lucky didn't Although I, didn't,
0: a... I didn't start him.
3: So. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, you're not going to get a clean sheet against anything. Although I you know, got the feeling that it wasn't his day. Um, yeah. But no, he gets his goal course he and yeah I don't know why couldn't we have started the half looking like that the, the first half looking like that
0: yeah then, I mean we possibly could have what we would have won the game then I'm pretty sure of it
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um and there was a moment when um Eve Basuma oh god that my is heart,
3: absolute sitter
0: oh what's he doing yeah I mean Smallbone didn't have his greatest game when he come on I thought he was, no I thought he was bad and it's particularly there it was really lazy
3: he just gives just, up on the ball. Yeah, and he just, just gave up, yeah. He's like, oh, bro, fuck it. He's
0: about to shoot, what are you doing? And it just shows you how important Stuart Armstrong is, you know. What, I mean, yeah, small fucking still right. Uh, Smallbone's still developing, but I don't After think that, Armstrong would have let him let him get away with that. Uh-uh. Um,
3: I don't know. I mean, although Armstrong, yeah, when he's tired, but I don't, yeah, he, he's, it's not that he doesn't have the effort in him. He just doesn't have the energy, you know. But, um, yeah, Smallbone... That was criminal, and um, he gets taken off straight after that.
0: Yeah, probably got a talking down, Deep. hopefully, anyway. Yeah, I'd say it was um, 1-1, but were you disappointed with that? Would you think it was a fair point? Were you yes. happy? Are you happy with
3: it? I think I'd take a point at the end of it. Um, brighten up the bad sides, and we're both in that similar, you know, safe, but more for pride now. Um, three points would have been nice. Um, Ralph was experimenting again And he managed to save face With that equaliser um,
0: Yeah I think, I mean, if you look at it Before the game started And you said, oh, we take a point I wouldn't have been very happy But I, I guess you look at the team Look at the changes Look at the, the amount of games that you've got in a week You can say, yeah, okay And particularly going 1-0 down You can say a point but I think our second half dominance—I was just disappointed with. It. I hate draws. I really don't like them. And um,
3: rather yeah, be we lost.
0: No, no, of course not. But I just, yeah, I just disappointed. I just come out at the end of this game with a huge sense of was that it? I mean, I was looking forward to that game because it was. I wasn't. <laughs> well, no, I was because I don't. I don't get a chance to watch them live as much as I as I like at the moment where I'm working uh-huh. early and. I usually have to watch them afterwards and and. and I, it was one moment I could just sit down and I, I sat down with my son watching it and we were just, just me and him. I was really looking forward to it. I was pissed off with the, with the kits because I couldn't see and it was just, yeah, I was just, I just felt a little bit, bit, a bit annoyed, a bit cheated at the end of the game that we should have got more out of it and, you know, a point, okay, that's fine. We'll take it. Um, But Kevin, a word on um, on Jake Vokins, his first Premier League start. How did you think, how do you think he did? He was all right. Yeah, I thought he was good.
3: Could have done worse.
0: Could have done worse. Yeah, I thought he was impressive at parts. I thought... Um,
3: yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're the parts that I've seen.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like... Well, put it, put it this way. I mean, I feel more safe or more comfortable that we've got him as a Bertrand replacement whenever we need to. Hmm. You know, if he gets injured or needs a rest, you know, I, I think he's there. You know, he had he was involved quite a bit, to be fair. He was ranked fourth in touches. Um, and he had the second most effective pressing stats um, and he had that shot that really low shot as well with that you know, he's got a good left foot on him and that, you know that almost went in but I, I, I'm I'm comfortable if he has to step in if we need cover because I mean whenever we get a, a right back injury or a left back injury it's always like shit what are we going to do we're going to have to bring in I don't know um uh, McQueen or Valerie is going to have to start it's just McQueen's still knocking about yeah he was at Middlesbrough and he broke his leg didn't he he was out for oh, the season shit, but no. yeah um it's, it's, but now I, I know that you know we've got Vokins. He, he's he's still going to learn. He's still young, but I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Okay. Um, Kevin, man of the match.
3: It's got to be that boying, isn't it? Okay. That that goal, yeah, loved it. Um, uh, he, he should have had a hat trick, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you could say that every game.
2: <laughs>
3: um, maybe not every game, but i um, definitely in this one.
0: Well, I, I was tempted to go with 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 Danny again. Um. Yeah, so he hit the post, almost an assist for Che, you know, he scored, um, had one chalked off, relentless attitude again. But I'm going to have to go with Kyle Walker-Peters again because I think he changed it. Um, Whether that was him or the the, the system, but when he came on, it it changed around and I actually felt like we could win the game. Um, We had that pace in the second half and and despite only playing 45 minutes, he's near the top of the charts for interceptions and blocks. You know, he's second on XA, which is what we want to see from him, really. You know, the, the pace and the ability to put the ball in the box, and I thought he looked fresh throughout that second half, um, and actually had the best dribbling stats as well, four for four. So I'll say it again, only 45 minutes of action. So I, like I said, we, we've got ourselves a player there. We just need to keep him.
3: Yeah, sign the deadline, line, girl.
0: Bournemouth in from Sunday afternoon, uh, looking to complete the double over us for the first time ever. Keep looking, Bournemouth.
3: Um yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking- keep looking from below yeah
0: Yeah. it might be a while before they get the chance to do that again actually so um Mm. yeah um four of the last six meetings that ended in a draw and but not the last one if you remember they uh came to st mary's back in september now christ it's almost a year ago weird isn't it um and took their chances there and punished us 3-1 um but revenge of the sweetest kind though um as we look to have given them a shove in the direction of the championship um Going into this, site, like, we've never earned more than 28 points on the road in a top-flight season before. Even that 1983-84 First Division season, when we finished three points behind Liverpool in second place. You know, we've now eclipsed that, um, and we've reached 31 points on the road. 31. Yeah, yeah. And we ran out of obviously two-nil winners, unbeaten in six goals from that boy Ings. after 41 minutes and putting the sherry on top. <laughs> Uh, notching his second goal of the season, obviously. He's prolific, Kev. Goal machine. But Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I think bring on that right roll on next season.
0: Yes, I say 2-0. Ings, 41. Adams, right at the death. 96th minute. Uh, starting 11, then Kevin. Uh, McCarthy, Walker-Peters, Stevens, Vestergaard, Bertrand, Armstrong, Ward-Prowse, Romayu, Redmond, Long and Ings. With a bench of Gunn, Adams, Oberfemi, Hoyberg, Smallbone, Vokings, Danso, Valerie and Ferry. Five changes then, Mush. But overall, you know, a stronger looking team than it went that took on Brighton. So Stevens, Bertrand, Armstrong, Long, Walker, Peters all came in for Smallbone, Hoyberg, Vokins, Oberfemi, and Bednarek. Uh, Bednarik actually out with a slight muscle problem, and it wasn't worth risking, yeah. says Ralph. But um, strong team, Mush.
3: Yeah, dream team. Back to the dream team. Mm. And that's exactly what I was expecting, and that's exactly what I was got. I was really looking forward to this game. That was I. Yeah, yeah I-, I wanted.
0: Not because I wanted to put any punishment on Bournemouth, like I said, nothing, nothing against Bournemouth. But, um, yeah, I just wanted a, wanted a nice end on the road. Mm.
3: Yeah, you knew it was going to be tasty. Mm.
0: Yeah, um, and once again, though, early pressure, early corner, had a penalty shout for handball. But I think, personally, the way I saw it, I don't think a lot of Saints fans saw it this way as well. But I thought Bournemouth settled really, really quickly after that that quick spell, and they looked the better side. Um, not exactly great brand of football. I mean, they were putting the crosses in, getting getting their corners. I mean, Callum Wilson had that header, um, and yeah, Callum Wilson not scored since March, obviously because wow. of the coronavirus. So that doesn't help. But, um, wow. G- but Bournemouth generally struggling struggling for goals, and, and particularly you know second half of the season they have done, and, and hence why that's why you know where they are. But I, yeah, I just thought the brand of football that they were playing. Wasn't as I say, it wasn't the greatest to watch. It was more direct, wasn't it? They were just going long throws, long balls. It was those, but that's, that's what beats us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It was fine. I mean, you, you just throw everything against us, and especially when you've got a guy playing at the back, because the guy scares me, especially when he's running, you know, towards our goal. It's just, I don't trust him, and I think that they knew that oh, too. Okay. Um, yeah, and I personally, I thought Bournemouth were the better side.
3: Starting off, yeah, they did start off strong. I mean, that Diego Rico, he was really busy, wasn't he? Yeah, for the left He line, was, yeah. Yeah, getting balls in left, right and centre. Um, yeah, I think I nipped out to um, knock up a, a sandwich just at the beginning. I was like, just tell me what I've missed. And she was like, well, Diego Rico did this, Diego Rico did that, Diego Rico did this. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Shane Long does his normal runabout, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, we had the, the odd, odd chance, but yeah, Bournemouth definitely stronger side than the, in the first half.
0: Yeah, that, that Lloyd Kelly shot um, mm. ruffled the side. Now, I thought it was in. Really? And I did, yeah, I thought, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I mean, I don't even know if the crowd noise was, uh, was cheering because sometimes that goes wrong, doesn't it? But um, yeah, I thought it was in. Um, and then the Josh King had that penalty claim when um, he and Stevens were tussling for possession. I, I, Hands up, I thought it was a penalty, like, watching it real time. But then, obviously, watching it back, I thought, now, referee's made the right decision there. Um, Yeah, I just think they they probably should have taken advantage because Vestergaard was looking dodgy. (laughs) The lack of pace um, against the likes of, like, Callum Wilson and King, it's just... He made that clumsy tackle that he didn't need to do as well outside the box, just um, by the left side there. And I just thought...
3: He made up for it.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, he kept on making stupid decisions and then making up for it. It He
3: he did make some absolute blinders of um, tackles and um, blocks.
0: Sure, he did blocks, he did clearances, he did all the things that he's supposed to be doing. But he also does these stupid things that he doesn't need to be doing. Uh, It's just like, what, what is he doing? Why does he do that? That's why he scares me. I just don't want him anywhere near my team. Oh, really? Yeah. Just
3: wow! I mean, I don't know. Uh, We 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 said the same thing about um, Jack fucking Stevens before, didn't we? He's you know he's not cut out to be.
0: He's a proper um, defender. He's a proper defender. Jack Stevens is a proper centre back.
3: Do you not think Vestergaard can go into that?
0: No, I think Vestergaard does all those things. Like, mate, we bought him for the sole purpose of like clearing, blocking. Tackling, um, that's that's his bread and butter. But it's the stupid things that he needs to stop, that he needs to cut out. Would you trust him on the ball?
3: Um, it depends. I mean, his distribution's pretty good.
0: I, I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, I, I just think, I, I just think he needs to go. I Need to get a replacement for him.
3: Well, if we if we've been offered fifteen million for him, and Ralph doesn't think he can work him into the system, then yeah, fair play. But I, I don't think he's as bad as Saints fans make out. Um thought he had a good game against Paul.
0: That's the thing, right? I thought, he, yeah, I, I thought that there's a lot of stats that say he did have a good game, and mm. I, 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 mean, I counted a few times when he got when he got the ball out of the box, and I thought, yeah, nice clearance. Oh, it was Vestergaard again. But then there was their occasion at the ends where he loses the ball, or he makes a tackle, and he's just like Pat. It's so slow and clumsy, and it. I think it lands to. Um, was it was it um, Callum Wilson? And then he, he has a shot. And then out of nowhere, Vestergaard comes and blocks it. It's just like, <laughs> don't make those mistakes in the first place. You know, it's, maybe he's doing it on purpose, Kev. Maybe he's just like, oh, I need to do something really, really good here.
3: You know, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, if he makes those fuck-ups. And, um, as, yeah, as long as he clean, cleans up after himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know.
3: Shit where want. you want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, but anyway, enough of Vestergaard for now. But, I mean, I, I just thought we were struggling to find rhythm. and Yeah, we were. I, I mean, I was just noting down, actually, that Romeo was playing too negative. He was really, really deep. Um, and then he sends this great cross in for, for, for James Wood prowse that header, and it was the most excited I got at that point, to be honest. And obviously it came to nothing. Straight at the keeper. Straight at the keeper, yeah. Um, Kyle Walker-Peters, another good performance, I thought. Uh, yeah, that, that that cross, that low cross that Bournemouth did, and... um. He come in and slid out, slid out of nowhere and saved a certain goal there. I thought he was brilliant again. I think I sent you a message saying that you know there was a set piece goal coming at that point. As well, I said, just don't trust us. I still, I I still, I mean, I mean, do you get nervous whenever there's a corner?
3: Um, I still do. Yeah, I mean, there was quite a few in the first half, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, I, I could see. It. I mean, I think I said it to a few people at the time that there's a there's a set piece goal coming there. It'll be from a corner or a long throw. It's gonna it's gonna come because one was... We're, we're not going to be able to deal with it. I'm, I'm trying to think of other chances of note. I think Redmond had that sweet volley, left foot um, volley, and it went straight down Ramsdale. Uh, <laughs> straight down. Straight, straight down. Straight and, down, yeah. he fucking swallowed
3: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, but as I said, I think Bournemouth were enjoying the best moments of the game, but they still hmm. weren't testing Macca.
3: Not really. I mean, did, did well, they Not at much?
0: all. Not at all. Um, and then right before the half, it was um, that boy Ings.
3: Yeah, you think if, um, but if we can come out of this first half not losing, we'll be fine. Yeah, we just haven't got the creativity. They've haven't haven't got, got the, the depth quality, on the bench. Yeah. The depth, yeah,
0: you're right.
3: Um, see it out. So yeah, but we have.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, we went out one nil up. And thanks to Man of the Moment.
0: That boy Ings. yeah. 12, 12 away goals on the season now. That's matched Latiz, Matched is. <laughs> Um, That's now 19 different teams he's scored against now. And that's overtaking James Beattie. He's getting legendary figures in terms of numbers this
3: season. Long may it continue.
0: Yeah. I see some fans are saying it's going to be a one-season one-day. You know it. He's going to be injured all the next season, or he's not going to find that form. That's right. As long as Shay Adams does, we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I saw a tweet at the break actually that made me chuckle and I thought I'd have to, um, I thought I'd share. I don't know if you saw it, but um, I, I, forgive me, I can't remember, I I can't remember who it was that said it, I was just writing it down. But um, if I came, if I came home and found Ings in bed with the missile, I'd plump his pillow and tuck the bastard in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Breakfast in bed the next morning. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I did actually, the last couple of weeks, we haven't been taking any stats down for the half-time, so I did did do some for this one. Good luck. Yeah. uh, Bournemouth didn't manage a single shot on target in the first half to our three, um, and we also had 56% of possession, which surprised me a bit, because I thought Bournemouth had the best, you know, most of that first half, I thought they were better than us. Um, But McCarthy not busy at all. Well, it would suggest, considering they didn't make a shot on target. But um, they made that change at the break, didn't they? Harry Wilson came on for David Brooks. And Harry Wilson actually scored against us last season in the derby when they knocked us out of the FA Cup. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I thought we started the second half. Wow, I thought it was OK.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's just a matter of time then, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, a great substitution from Eddie Howe paid off when uh, Harry Wilson had the handball. <laughs> yeah. hand, hands in an unnatural position and we get the penalty. Tell me about the penalty, Kev.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, you know... Um, Ings Ings steps up I think okay You know he's just scored a goal Get this Um, Could be on for a hat trick And it'd be up there with Jamie Jamie Vardy wouldn't it Mm -hmm. But I don't know what he's thinking Now whenever Anyone takes a penalty And they don't just take You know a run up with even steps It just gets me Fucking enraged And when it's my team I was Absolutely furious because he, he just wastes the whole of the run-up and just uses the one, the last yeah. step. To, no, momentum, to, yeah. no momentum, no power, and yeah. Ram, Rams Rams a good keeper, and it does not rocket science. Just fall in the right direction, um, yeah. Well, he's, wait,
0: he's waiting for Ramsdale to make that move, isn't he? That's the whole point of the stutter, and then you've got the open net. But
3: yeah, but him, he's trying to mug him off, and it, it doesn't doesn't work. It's just pure arrogance. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's one not, of just, those, not just it.
0: It. Whenever know, a player it does, a lot, does it, yeah.
3: I think you wanker. Uh, yeah,
0: like, it does. Like it,
3: Zaza. It, then, Zaza. Know, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> the World Cup. Yeah. The little, yeah. How many steps did he do? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. What, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, Pogba. Pope does it as well, doesn't
3: he? It's, yeah. I, I always think like, yeah. Go on. But
0: then again, you, mate, Ronaldo so. does it, and he fucking tucks them away all the time.
3: That's Ronaldo, isn't it? Yeah,
0: but then I, I don't know. If Ings had us scored that, we'd be having a very, very different conversation right now, though. It's just mm. it, when it when it works, it looks so fucking good, and when it doesn't, you look like a twat. Remember when Pirlo did it for us in the Euro? Uh, did it for for us? Did it, <laughs> did it for Italy in the Euros against us? Oh. Mate, that was the coolest penalty ever. I just wanted to punch the guy and then give him a high five. It was just like he ran up and the the, the pressure and he does the little chip and it's just like, you cocky bastard. But, yeah, not quite the level of Pirlo there, Danny. But then, you know, we we haven't got anything to criticise Danny about, have we? That's the only negative thing we can say about him in recent years. It's
3: the first time he's missed a penalty, isn't
0: it? Yeah, so... Um, but moving on, anyway, Bournemouth still created some chances. Callum Wilson had another header. Um, Harry Wilson had a great shot. It was a marvellous save from Macca. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, Kev, I, I mean, I saw this game exactly like the Everton and Brighton ones before, another the 1-1. I just felt like I was going to come out cheated again. And like I said before, like Vestergaard then fucked up with that tackle and then Gave the ball away and, and made a fantastic block. So yes, he made amends. And then Kev, the Brighton, uh, the Brighton, the Bournemouth goal. <laughs> uh yeah. Wow. Well, um, harsh. Very, very harsh.
3: Yeah. Um, but it, but it was the right decision.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. It was the right decision, but it's just harsh on. On Eddie, you see his face, you know, the heartbreak, knowing how much a point would have done for them. And to, to go, you know, to go from that and then Shay up the other end. Lovely <laughs> little take, lovely strike. Two nil. And it's like,
3: cheers. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a, the whole gamut of emotions, wasn't it? That, um, and it's from a corner, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We concede; it's pretty much inevitable, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Then you think, "Oh fuck!" You know they've done it, and then it gets ruled out for offside, and um, yeah, then uh, Che getting the 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 goal at the death. um, It's just uh, yeah, brilliant turn of fortunes. Was that right? That's the latest goal Premier League history, yeah. Premier League history, yeah. Yeah,
0: Um, Yeah, Ralphie time. Yes, Ralphie time. Yeah. Um, Vestergaard. Like I said, we would i would know, probably go back to him a little bit. Um, clearances, aerial drills, blocks. Fantastic. But it's the ugly stuff, Kev. It's the, the bookings, the reckless tackles, the lack of his speed. Um, and I think it was clear that Bournemouth saw him as a weak link. That's that, That's why he had so many clearances and, and, and aerial jewels Is because the ball was being pinged into him. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's where I stand on him anyway. But I'll, I'll move off because obviously you you thought, thought you had a good game. I'm going to ask you for your man of the match, Kevin. Please don't tell me it's best to go.
3: Um I'm not going to tell you it's best to go. Um Yeah, I don't have the stats to back it up, but um, to, just throughout the match, I was very impressed by Carl Walker Peters again. Um, uh, yeah just made the match for me
0: oh you came going with Kyle Walker Peters yeah um I, I I thought it was tricky this one uh but I, and I was tempted to go with Kyle Walker Peters again um but if I'm honest I was kind of like I would be talking myself into that because I've done it so often lately and it's just like the the norm for me at the moment um ah, although, you know taking just,
3: that burden away from you now
0: I? yeah yeah his stats were were all good you know he's easy on the eye too it's not just all about the stats you know it's a sexy lad. No? Yeah. Um, but I was I was, I was, was in doubt. And, and, you know, what happens when I'm in doubt?
3: Give it to Sir Danny.
0: I give it to Sir Danny, yeah. You know, the goal, the press, topping the charts on XG as you'd expect.
3: Um, but that penalty, unforgivable, I'm sorry.
0: No, I mean, he scored, so... Um, yeah, Danny Inks for okay. me. Danny
3: Inks. That's, what no. That's what he does. <laughs> no, he wasn't in contention at all. Oh, well, he's, he is for me. No, he um, he's... It's like I don't know him anymore.
0: No, oh, Kevin, Kevin. Look at, <laughs> look, look at the stats, mate. Look at the stats. Yeah. They gosh. don't lie. Um right, okay, we're gonna go to Statman
3: Steve. Steve the Statman. Steve the motherfucking stat man.
0: Okay then, Statman Steve. Steve, how are you?
1: Hey, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a busy week, but um, always yeah, a busy almost there week, at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <Almost> <laughs> a, always a busy week, yeah. 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 Oh, I meant to ask, actually, how is your
0: wisdom, too?
1: Um Yeah, it's a lot better, actually. I've not had any problems since, um, yeah, when it flared up. Um, you not had it out
0: yet or anything?
1: Then? No, no, I did actually speak to... Um, the receptionist at the dentist and they said that if it happens again like it will definitely need to be taken out but Mm -hmm. i've not had any problems with it so i'm trying to um still have painkillers get away from it no 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 it's it's been absolutely fine just trying to keep away from like eating on my left side but how long (laughs) how long i'll be able to keep that up is another story
0: (laughs) i actually went to the dentist last week my first dentist trip because i had an appointment in may and i went back and it was um yeah temperature check mask Uh, put me in a mask and as soon as i got into the room like you can take your mask off now it's like well well,
1: that was yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) but anyway um so yeah two more games for you Mm. to talk about this week and actually the brighton one was was last thursday so it's quite yeah quite a way back so i can, uh, can remember so um we'll start with that brighton game then what are your what are your thoughts from uh from the brighton game
1: yeah, I mean, I thought kind of going into it, that was, as I remember, it was the Man United game before that, yep. so obviously the players are put in a real shift, and deservedly so, I thought Ralph was going to make some changes, just because we'd had um, so many players play um, games before that, and they were looking quite tired, so I think it was the right time to make changes, but I think Ralph made... A lot of changes. <laughs> um, yes. I think five in total <laughs> wow. for for the Brighton game. Um. So yeah, I I I was thinking before the game. I was thinking potentially if he just brings in maybe like two or three fresh fresh faces, then that's that would be good because then we can kind of maintain a level of consistency, and then those new players can kind of be um, kept alongside the other players, and and they should be should be fine. But I think the too many changes definitely telled. Um you could tell in the first half, so yeah. Overall, I thought I thought the first half was very lacking in consistency, and that basically goes down to the squad rotation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought, but I, in terms of the players, he actually brought in, and I thought, um, I thought Vokins had a had a very good game. Um, so actually watching the highlights back, and I remember he had that shot from outside the box. Oh yeah, kind the, lo- a the low there. one. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so so close to going in, um, and I thought I thought we had a pretty decent game um, coming out yeah, of back so. I for so. its debut. Yeah. Also, I thought um, I thought Vestergaard had a pretty decent decent game as well, but um, I wasn't too impressed in the first half with Romeo or Hoiberg. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the decision to put Hoiberg a right back. Maybe that was just to kind of uh, uh, punish. Ralph, yeah, Ralph telling him that, um, yeah, if you want to be in the side for the last few games, you got to play in the position I tell you to play in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I put the, the, the team line up on our Instagram feed, and I actually had Ward Prowse put there because, you know, mm. I think a lot of people he th- thought he was going to be there as well because, you know, you put him anywhere and he'll do it for you. But, um, yeah, as soon as it started, mm. it was with really the Hoiberg playing back then. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and he struggled a bit, didn't he, <laughs> that back there? I have to
1: be he sad, did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Um, uh, In the highlights I was watching back, he did actually have a good shot, but again, straight at the keeper. So yeah. just, yeah, another Pierre shot.
0: <laughs> typical, typical,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any interesting stats
0: on this Brighton game?
1: Um, Yeah, I think kind of when I was kind of looking back at the game, I thought we played much better in the second half. But um, one thing which I didn't notice so much in the game was... Um, Brighton actually did defend very, very well. Um, They actually kind of outscored us in all of those defending stats. And I think it could tell we we found it quite hard to unlock their defence and, um, you know, kind of build on on the goal that Danny Ings scored. Um, So, yeah, I think overall looking at the game, there wasn't like massively standout performers, but I thought Redmond made a good case for himself in that game. Obviously, he set up the assist for Ings's goal. Um, but he also had the greatest pro- progressive forward distance in the game and the most successful dribbles. So I think it was telling that his assist was kind of the breakthrough for Danny Ings to, to get his goal. Um, I think that both both of them had a, had a really good game in terms of Ralph's press. So they both, um, led the press for for Southampton. They, um, Kind of respectively, Ings had the most um, presses in the game at eighteen, and and Redmond had it um, had the second most on on thirteen. So I think if if we were going to get anything from the game, those two needed to step up, and they did. Um, so I think that that for me was what I kind of got out of the stats. And so kind of looking back at it, it, wasn't necessarily a great game, but credit to uh, to Brighton, they defended very well.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. It wasn't exactly the best game. It was one of those games where it was just like. I don't know, it was kind of petering out towards the end and I thought there's no way we're going to win this game and it's just, it's got draw written all over it. I should have, should have saw that come in to be, to be fair. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those difficult ones as well to pick man of the match because I, I mm. had to struggle and I had to go back and, and rewatch watch it um, a few occasions and, and actually, you, you know, you picked out Vokings because I thought he had a decent game as well. Redmond, mm. I thought, yeah, he come back mm. into yeah. the zone a little bit and um as you said then, stats back that up. But um who did you go for on this one? Who was your man of the match?
1: Um, I actually went for Ings just because of his goal, but I think the re another kind of reason for that is that he hit that twenty goal mark on on that game, which I think is absolutely outstanding for um mm. the season season he's been having. And um at that po- point as well, that was um really kind of pushing him on for the golden boot and I think that's such a vital game, like pre Bournemouth, for him to be able to add to his goal tally. So um that's that's who I've gone for.
0: Excellent. Nice. Um and then a game a little bit closer was uh, Sunday's trip to Bournemouth.
1: Um, Indeed, yeah. Yeah, how did you see this
0: one? <laughs> I
1: thought it was going to be a lot more comfortable than it was. I think I, I think I predicted a free one. Um, you did, so yeah. Clearly, you wanted
0: you, you you predicted a little bit of revenge from, uh, <laughs> yeah. from the series fixture, but yeah, That's
1: yeah, and it and it could well have been as well. um Yeah. I, I thought we um we should have put away more of the chances than than we did. So um I'm sure we'll get onto that. But uh yeah, I thought I thought it would be a lot more comfortable than it was and um yeah, heart was kinda of racing at the end because it's never comfortable uh, the Saints as it
0: really <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um But yeah yeah, no I I thought we started very well. Um and obviously Ings has got his goal and again I I I was just thinking as soon as he gets that as soon as he gets that ball from Redmond, um, he's just looking to to cut inside and shoot. And I thought it was so obvious what yeah. he was going to do. You can't do anything was, about it though.
0: Was, you,
1: you can't stop. It's just yeah. I was so surprised that they let him kind of. You know, he didn't really maneuver in that much space, and the shot was outside the box. In the end, I think he kind of yeah. um, sort of came out from the box and had that shot. But it was just such a great technique in order to score it. There wasn't too much curl, but he kind of got his um, got his toes on it enough to. Um, like slight curl, slight poke in the corner, um, but with the power, it was such a great goal. Um, yeah, very impressed with them. But we could have been two or three up by half time, and uh, I was very disappointed that we <laughs> And then, of course, um, the equaliser, <laughs> the,
0: the surridge yeah. <laughs> goal.
1: Oh, equaliser that wasn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you, I mean, there is a part of me that felt for him because you know that that point would have done so much for them.
1: Mm, it and would have done one,
0: and then to have it snatched away, and not just snatched away i mean v a r fair enough, take it away, but then what Shay Adams did at the other end must have just been heartbreaking for them because I mean, as to say the goal difference, you look at the goal difference down there and mm. it oh, is so tight
1: it, it is very tight, down. yeah they needed um they needed a point really, um but they obviously didn't get it, and <laughs> I think it was telling though because Bournemouth were struggling, they were playing very um route one football. We're playing Mm. lots of um, long throw-ins, and I think, I can't remember if it came from a corner or a long throw um, for Surridge's, well, not goal, but um, (laughs) I I think, yeah, yeah. I think one of the throws at the end was kind of from the halfway line, and I was thinking, like, what, you know, (laughs) what are they doing? They've got four attackers at the front, just just play it into them, Um, but yeah, you could tell they were very much struggling. Yeah, Um,
0: and, and any interesting stats from this one?
1: yeah um I wanted to kind of highlight some some players that kind of don't necessarily get the credit but I think probably should deserve a bit more than they do um so four players in particular um so I thought Romeo had a very good game considering he got that early yellow card against Brighton and and he was hauled off off at half half time I thought he came back and did a very good job in in the middle of the park Mm. um yeah he had four four blocks and five shot creating actions which was the most in the game um Thought yeah yeah he, he Romeo does um does help kind of going forwards it's just his his um his product isn't so great and I noticed that you know a couple of players were kind of stretching to get on the end of his crosses um but I thought he did very well um yeah a lot better yeah than I also when I yeah. highlight yeah exactly yeah um also wanted to highlight Bertrand as well um who's top for passes completed and attempted. Um, and I thought he just kept looking to go forwards and he was always moving the ball because I think right at the end we were just expecting him to hold that in the corner um, but then he kind of does a couple of players pass it to Obafemi and then Adams gets his goal so very, very impressed with Bertrand because he does all of that underrated um, kind of action in the game and I don't think any fans see it as potentially I do because he, he, he contributes so much and when he's missing we definitely do feel it um,
0: I, I always feel with Bertrand that the fans
1: get on his back an awful lot,
0: and I don't quite understand. Yeah. I think it always seems that when he's doing the right things, he's never getting credit for it. And whenever it. he's doing the wrong things, they're kind of magnified, and I really do think that's unfair.
1: Yeah, I think in part as well because you know he's he's thirty years old now. Um, kind of he he's at that end of or you know getting towards the end of his kind of peak time in his career, uh, and um, you know he's. He's probably not going to move on to a, like a massive club or anything like that. So I think he's he's been a good servant for the club, and people don't necessarily appreciate that as much as, as I think they should. Yes, yeah, well said. Um But yeah, no, um, couple couple more players. Well, yeah, Vestergaard. I thought I thought he did. He didn't do great in the first half, but in the second half, um, I think he got that. Block right at the end. Oh yeah, um, but he he caused it, and the first, he gave the ball he away. He did, though. He <laughs> did, to be fair. But he he saw the ball the most, which is um quite surprising, but and quite worrying I, as well. <laughs> yeah, I think as long as he's got it, as long as he's not running with his back to go as long as he's not running yeah, yeah. back towards goal, he's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, and then lastly, just just McCarthy as well, because he was um. I was really, really impressed with him because I thought he did keep us in the game. He made that a really good save from from Harry Wilson um, to kind of tip it behind the bar. Um, And then also where he was coming out so quick to win the ball against Callum Wilson. Um, I think Villa had a look at that just in case it was a penalty, but he just smothered it and got the ball. Uh, I think that was uh, a very good save from him.
0: Yeah, another good performance from from McCarthy. He seems to have like five good performances and then one shocker. (laughs) Um,
1: Just have to know which one it will (laughs) be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Man of the match for the Bournemouth gang
1: um yeah so actually keeping on mccarthy i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to mccarthy because i think he he did keep us at, at the end from uh you know drawing the game and um yeah perhaps it was a lot of luck that Bournemouth didn't get their goal counted but i thought mccarthy you know saved some very good shots and we could have easily let in a couple of goals there
0: yeah another good choice well done um okay before we let you <laughs> go uh i need a score prediction from sheffield united last game of the season what do you think yeah. about
1: this one? Yeah, so I think with Sheffield coming into this game, they've just come off the back uh, of a defeat against Everton, I believe. Um, and I thought Sheffield United have very much lacked the consistency that they showed pre-lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll want sh- to show something um, considering that defeat to Everton and um Potentially you might be looking at the game well where, where we beat them earlier on in the season and thinking, you know, let's let's get a bit of re- revenge for that. No Gineppo though. No Gineppo though, unfortunately. So <laughs> no wonder goal goal of the no. month. <laughs> um but yeah, I I really, really, really want Ings to go for the golden boot and I'd love him to get two goals. Even if even if he shares that golden boot with Vardy. I'd love him to get it. Um you should have tucked that penalty away. Should have done, yeah. He could have been, could have been so close. Um, but I'd like to go for like a high kind of scoring game. I think let's let's see it out in style. Um, I think my heart kind of goes for a win, but I'm thinking let's let's keep that unbeaten run going. And I think I'm going to go for two all draw there. But I think that's being kind to Sheffield because they've kind of struggled for goals,
0: mm, especially on the road. But yeah, a nice um. My scoring, that'd be an interesting game. It's going to be certainly more interesting. Yeah. The prediction that I've gone for, anyway. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just let's let's see it out. Um, our last last game of last season was against Huddersfield, which is kind of like a drab. I think it was a one-all draw. Um, so yeah, let's see it out in style. But yeah, going on last season, you know, I, I'm not sure we'll win it. But let's keep the unbeaten run going. I think. And apparently, you said
0: uh, you said to me before we went on air that you you heard that the Saints were going to be debuting their new kit for next season
1: yes yeah United. I've seen that on on the Saints website so it would be interesting um, to see what the players look like in the kit for the first time
0: mm, very good yeah cool okay Steve thanks very much awesome no worries um, yep okay Kevin um, Sheffield United uh, the last game of the season it's here Sunday the 26th at 4pm kickoff um where do we start with Sheffield United? I mean, I don't know about you, Kev, but I'll be honest. Uh, I wasn't thrilled, really, when they got promoted last season. N- nothing against Sheffield United, personally, but I just thought they'd go straight back down again. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd finish bottom. I think they'd struggled to win five games uh, and struggled to score goals in this division. But how wrong was I? And I've been so impressed. I'm glad I was wrong because I really, yeah. really enjoyed watching them. And mm. they have impressed me so much and what performance they put. I'm jealous because I, this is where I, I expected Saints to be at that level. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you should, we should listen back to our season preview. I think we'll feel like a right couple of twats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I even said this to our to our guest that we had on um, Travelling Blade. He's going to help us with this game. And, and I said that I felt like a right idiot. And he, he said, yeah, the pundits are all the same. There's a lot of them that said no. Sheffield United are not, not going to do anything. So it wasn't just us. Um,
3: but yeah. I clearly haven't been following them in the, in the championship the season before.
0: Exactly. And that's why I feel bad that I've just made that assumption that they are going to struggle. But what what a joy they've been. Um, yeah. And I don't think I've come across any fan of, of football that hasn't been impressed with what they've achieved. You know, I mean, I haven't spoken to any Sheffield Wednesday fans. I know I know quite a few Wednesday fans, oddly enough, Um so um, maybe I could ask them what they think about it But um, and Chris Wilder as well I mean manager of the season for me has to be although it would probably go to Klopp but, um,
3: yeah rightly so but
0: yeah, no 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 <laughs> um, he's already picked up the LMA awards in 2019 calendar year so yeah I just think he's you know what, what a bloke what, what a great season I mean Kev you could you could probably manage that Liverpool team <laughs> You couldn't manage that Sheffield United team like he does.
3: Fantastic. No, that no, is definitely a very distinctive um, game they play. Sort of, yeah, total football.
0: Yeah, that, that whole three centre-backs and the and the two wing-backs that they
3: deploy. Um, yeah. It's great great for fancy football teams. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, a word on, on Sheffield United from you in general, Kev. What, what do you think about, well, and, and the game as such, what... What are you expecting from it?
3: Um, I mean, they, they, they are a fucking dangerous team. Um, I've seen what they've done to to Chelsea and mm. to Spurs you know, since the restart. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm just looking at their results. Yeah. 0-0 um, with Villa. Um, but, yeah, that was a controversial game, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Yes, um, it was. They, yeah.
3: they should have won that. That's, that's That was just fucking outrageous. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand how like if, if they got VAR right
0: yeah VAR didn't even look at it did it
3: that, that's bullshit um, losing 3-0 to Newcastle and then United by the same scoreline losing to Arsenal in their FA Cup um, but I mean yeah it's picked up since then I suppose Yeah. So in the last couple of matches that they've been a bit shit. so I don't know Mm. Maybe maybe the I mean both sides are gonna want to um go out on a bang. Um neither has got anything to play for as such. Um you, I mean I'm I'm just thinking Ralph's included a lot of um fringe players like we've got Weal, Jankovic and Jacob Maddox and um who else have we had in? Will Ferry. Will Ferry, yeah. Um, are they going to get a look in, in the last match? I reckon
0: I... so. I, re- I reckon they'll start. I reckon he'll... Um, he, I, I think Ralph will use all five subs here. And I think a lot of those kids are going to see some some Premier League debuts here.
3: Oh, yeah, in the 82nd minute. when. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, it'll be like that. When the game's, you know, beyond doubt, it'll be... Yeah, let's bring them on. Let's give them the <laughs> well, beyond
3: debut. doubt that it's a, a nil-nil. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you for your prediction then, Kev. What are you going for? Can I ask you to go first so I can go the opposite from you? Because I need to catch you.
3: Um, okay. Unless um, you well, want me
0: to go first.
3: I don't know. I mean, whose turn is it to go first? I don't know. But no. Well, it seems I said nil-nil. Um, Fuck it. Nil-nil.
0: You're a twat because I've got nil-nil written down. But
3: <laughs> well, you should have gone first then, shouldn't you?
0: Well, I'm going to change it now then, aren't I? Because I need to catch you. Um uh, yeah, I, I'm the same as you, Kev. I think it's the last game of the season. When we saw, you know, was it the Huddersfield game last season?
3: Oh, Christ, how, that was miserable.
0: Yeah, how bad that was. Um, I, I think it's going to be another similar one to that. And as you say, I think there's going to be a lot of youngsters that are going to get some action. Ralph's going to get credited for bleeding some more youngsters and, and, and giving them their debuts. And Sheffield United are just, you know, heads elsewhere now. They can't get into Europe. It's going to be cagey. It's going to be... I mean, if they set up at five at the back as well, or three at the back, whichever way you look at it, um, we are going to find it difficult to break them down. And also, I don't think they've got, you know, masses of quality up front to be able to do the same with us. Depends if Vestergaard's playing or not. Um, but that's why I had 0-0. I just had it as a as a draw. Um, but because you've gone 0-0, I'm going to go 1-0 Saints. So Danny Ings going to get a goal.
3: Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield's like, they're guaranteed a top half finish. Um, we we can't finish in the top half of the table. Um, I think it's either, we're either going to finish 11th or 12th, right? Yeah. Really doesn't matter that much.
0: And it does for money.
3: What's a couple of million? A
0: couple of million quid.
3: Yeah. Um... I say, yeah, Sheffield eighth and ninth. I suppose there might be more to play for. But it's just, it's a yeah, fixture, I think it? it's going to be
0: procedural. Yeah, sure. A Joining us now to help us prepare for the last game of the season against Sheffield United, we'd like to welcome Travelling Blade to answer our questions regarding this fixture. Um, but where do we start with Sheffield United? You know, what a season. Not perhaps blessed with a huge amount of firepower up front, but what they do so well is stopping the opposition from scoring. I think only Liverpool have conceded less. I think that's right. i currently in eighth place, made most pundits look like fools. And I'm not ashamed to say me too. I actually had them finishing in 20th. like,
2: But, you know, they're chasing Europe. This must have been a fantasy for all Blades fans. It's been an absolutely incredible season. Um, You were talking about making pundits and even yourself uh, eat their words. Um, You know, uh, to name a few, Adrian Durham, um, he called Billy Sharp a league one striker. Lo and behold, he scores on the first game of the season. Um, I think he's had about three goals and assists this season with very little game time as well. Obviously, it always always brings a lot more than just goals to the team. Um, His leadership on on and off the pitch is uh, priceless. Um, you know, we've had Garth Crook say that we play basic football, um, very basic football for the Premier League. I think it was that day when he said that we were 2-0 down to Chelsea, lo and behold, we equalised and drew the game 2 all away at Stamford Bridge. So thanks a lot, of Garth Crooks. So I'm pretty sure Chris Wilder takes notes of what these um, uh, frauds, let's call them what they are, frauds say. Um, and puts them on the dressing room wall and it just gives that players that extra bit of a bite an extra bit of fight out on the pitch you knowing that there's people um calling them you know basically playing them down and um, <clears throat> not believing in them Um it's been an incredible season but even myself I, I think my optimistic prediction was 15th um, I've done a lot of like things like before the season, you know, going on like things like five live, talk sport, stuff such as that. And a lot of people were asking me, oh, do you think you'll stay up? And I was like, I'm certain we will stay up. Where, you know, it might be a matter of goal difference or one or two points. It might not be much, but I was certain we were going to stay up. And they were like, "Oh, are you sure? And I was like, I'm certain because there's no way Chris Wilder is going to get relegated. Just n- Chris Wilder hasn't got a relegation in him. Um, So I was certain of that. I didn't know where we'd finish i thought it might be i'd have said bottom half um to be honest and um my thinking about my optimistic prediction was 15th and that was me trying to be optimistic i think there's been some games where some of them have been easier than i expected i can't lie i'd say there's no no easy games but i thought everyone was going to be really hard to break down there's been times where we teams have been easy and that's just, that's not been not necessarily being the teams that are lower down in the league. There's sometimes where we've played teams higher up the league and we've caught them out. I mean for instance the other day we beat Chelsea 3-0 at home. There's no way I would have thought we'd have been able to do that. Um we beat Spurs at home 3 1. Um we've done we've done pretty well against the bigger clubs to be fair. I think we'd um um we'd, we we was we were respectable at home against Liverpool, unlucky to draw. But it's been incredible. I mean the players I I mean I talk about other people looking at our players going, Oh, they're not not the, you know, downplaying down crying our players, but I look and I'm thinking they've surpassed, they've shocked me as well. I can't lie, they've shocked me, they've surpassed my expectations. Um, and it really is one of them the some other parts is great uh, the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Um and it's been incredible and I can't thank Chris Wilder and Alan Nil enough and the lads, it's been absolutely sublime and Unbelievable! The fact that we're disappointed to miss out on Europe is madness, absolute madness. So how do you see the match-up going this time around? This game, I really don't know uh, what to expect. Um, Southampton, you've had quite an interesting season, to say the least. You've gone from, I'll not mention the scoreline, because I think you're probably sick of hearing it, but let's just say the Leicester game. Um, and I'm thinking Ralph Hasen, who's a dead man walking in, I'm thinking he's got you know days left before he's sacked. Um, and here he is, and since then you've turned it around, you've played some very good football. Um, I think since the restart you've played very well, had some good results. Um, So, I mean, you've you've ensured safety. Um, I couldn't name the place, but I know that you're safe from relegation. Both teams now, we've got nothing to play for except pride. Um, I can see it just being sort of like a 2-1 either way, could go either way um i mean we've been since the restart we have been awful away from home absolutely dire we lost 3-0 away at newcastle away at man united we lost 3-0 um the only good one was burnley away when we got a late equalizer but apart from that our away form since the restart has been dire before that before lockdown um our away form was pretty it wasn't we, we weren't like winning every week but we were pretty resolute on the road we had a lot of draws away on the road um Nicked a couple of win or two here and there. Um, I think the um, Southampton home game, I remember it was like pretty frustrating because I remember going into that thinking um, Southampton, we we should be able to get at least a draw here. You know, our home form is what we need. It was fairly early on as well. I remember thinking at the time, thinking we're going to have to have good home form to try and stay up in this league. And when you came and I remember your goal, it was a brilliant goal, but I remember our defending, it was just like. It was a brilliant run, but our defending just like he just cut through them like a knife. I am thinking, oh, for God's sake, and um, yeah, you know, I can't remember if it was before or after the Chelsea game that like, I was thinking. If you know, we'd already had some decent results. And I am thinking, you know, oh yeah, we should be able to get a draw here. Um, it was quite a poor game for, um, for us. You did a job on us, yeah, really did. Um, I remember, like, you know, we, we struggled to break you down that day. I think I remember thinking we had very little, very few chances, um, and then your goal. I forget who it was now. Just. Cut through us and it was just ran through us. Made him look like Lionel Messi. Um, but this one, ugh, honestly, I think someone... I don't know who I'll go for. You know what? We'll probably lose. We're away. 2-1 win Southampton. I think I'll probably tip you to win. I think it'll be 2-1. Could go either. Um, someone will win 2-1. Um, but given our away form, I'll give it you. I'll be happy with a goal, let alone a point. So weaknesses you can exploit. Uh, break us down. I mean it's sort of sad, really, because the normal season our defense was amazing. we were absolutely incredible. you know we've got that back the back three you've got your john Egan, the infamous overlapping center backs Sebastian O'Connell um you know they've been they all of them have been sublime this season, and not just for the fact that they've been popping up in the opposition's box, and we haven't been annihilated oh, that's the other one Steve Nichol. he's a flipping useless pundit as well um anyway, the less said about him, the better. And defensively, like I think, like you know, we've got. I think we've got the second best defense. Um, we'd have an even better one if we if we knew how to defend during lockdown. Because we've shed some goals, you know, three away at Newcastle, three away at Man U, um, three away at Leicester. We've shed some right goals, you know. Honestly, we might not have won those games um, before lockdown. But even if we'd lost. It wouldn't have been in the manner we did. I mean, that Man U game, we were lucky that wasn't five or six. The Leicester game, that you can say the same about that. And the Man, the Newcastle game was just woeful defensively. Um, so maybe attack the defence now. I mean, they see they're they not as good as they were before lockdown, which is sad. Um, so I, I, what you'd do with them, I'd say, um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a, a nice mix of, like, one thing that I've seen John Egan struggle with is, like, so there's long balls over the top, but there's getting it the right height where he has to come and try and head it. If it's too high, it's easy because everyone can see it, but Henderson will probably catch it. If it's too low, it's too easy, but it's like getting the right height where if you've got someone running onto him as well, where he's sometimes come out and sort of either missed or shirked the header. Um, so stuff like that, perhaps. Um, I think a bit of pace. We can be unlocked. They're not the quickest back three. I think... Yeah, um, if you can isolate someone like, say, if, say if you sit quite deep, um, so there's not too many people, and play a nice ball through into some space, get someone with pace, um, maybe someone like Ings, I'm not sure how quick he is. Um, you know, if you isolate him with Egan, he gets a bit of space to run. If he's close, you know, if he's close to Egan with the ball, or Basham, or O'Connell, we'll probably be able to ha- deal with him, I'd hope. But I think if, it's, if he's got a bit of space to run into, um, that's probably where we'll struggle. Um, weak points I mean the attack hasn't been that great with creativity hasn't been that great to be honest we've had it's been so hit and miss lately you know the Chelsea game was sublime we were incredible and then you've got games like Leicester where it looked like we just really really didn't care whatsoever um, so I honestly see which side turns up for us if we actually know what's going to happen you know if, if if we have 11 players that actually know they're meant to try and score a goal to win the game, we might have a chance, but who knows, You know, they might just turn up and just play a bit of one bounce or something at this point. So I'd just say probably isolate Ings in a bit of space, um, get him running onto balls. I'd say that's probably our weakness. Now, is
0: there anyone from Southampton that scares you?
2: Uh, anyone that's from Saints that scares me? It's got to be Danny Ings. I mean, I can't lie, um, I haven't followed Southampton that closely um, this season. Um, obviously, you've got... <clears throat> I think you've still got uh, Ward Prowse. I think he's um can um he can control a game on his day. Um if he plays as well as he can do, he can control a game. I suppose our equivalent would be Ollie Norwood. Uh but obviously Danny Ing's, I mean incredible, absolutely incredible. I think it's a shame that um I can't see him getting an England call up. I think he deserves one, definitely, but Southgate's not got it in him. Southgate will just play a front a front three of um um at Kane Um, Rashford and Sancho, I I don't even think Vardy will get a call up to be honest, let alone Ings, but Ings, you know, um, brilliant eye for goal, Um, he's scoring, I I also love, um, there's there's been a goal or two where it's been a bit more scrappy, like there's one at Everton away I think where it's a bit more scrappy and I think they're just as good goals because it shows, um, it reminds me of like Billy Sharp in a way, how um, keen and what an eye he's got for goal and fighting for, you know, hunger for the goals, fighting for everyone, getting in the right place, causing troubles. And yeah, it might not be like an overhead kick from outside the box or a, a Rabona into the top corner. Um, but just that, you know, scrapping, you know, making chances out of nothing, right place, right time. He's got a brilliant strike on him as well. He can score all sorts of goals. Um, absolutely brilliant. He's had a great season. And I really hope he um, he gets rewarded with some England calls ups because um, he definitely deserves it. Um, so yeah, Ings could cause a lot of trouble But hopefully Dean Henderson can handle everything he throws at us Or at least kicks at us Can we get the predicted Sheffield United lineup from you? Predicted Sheffield lineup, So I can't see him there being much uh, much change He's played the same team last couple of games Despite them being disappointing So you're definitely going to see Henderson in goal Might be sad, might be his last game for us Obviously he's on loan from Man U There's rumours of Chelsea trying to buy him I don't think we're going to be able to afford him to be honest Hopefully, we can get him back on loan again, but uh, you know, besides Henderson in goal, there'll be Stevens at left wing back, Baldock at right wing back, the back three of Egan in the middle, Bash at the right centre back, O'Connell at the left centre back, Bash and O'Connell forming the infamous uh, overlapping centre backs. The midfield three um, will definitely be Fleck and Norwood. Um, actually, no, I might be wrong. I think, see, he's been playing Osborne because Fleck was out injured, but I think. I'd start Fleck, but he, he's been sticking with Osborne, but I think he'll go with Fleck. It'll definitely be Norwood. Uh, last few midfields has been Norwood, Osborne and Berger. Um, I think it'll be Fleck, Norwood, Berger. I think he'll play Fleck instead of Osborne. Hopefully Fleck's fully fit to start and got the you know match sharpness to start. He's coming as, as a sub in the last two games. Um, hopefully he's fitting up to start this one. And then up top... I reckon he'll go... Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, he's been going with McBurney and McGoldrick to start with, but I'm tempted to say he might go sharper McBurney. I don't really know why. Um, it'll be... Oh, I really don't know. It'll be two... It's hard to say. I mean, there's only three strikers that it could be, and I've got to choose two of them. Um, like I said, last few games, has been going with McGoldrick and McBurney. I Wilder tends to try and stick with players a lot. So... Um, I can see him staying with them, um. But then again, I, I think he at one point he will like to get sharp on. Um, at some point. So, but that would be the infamous three-five-two slash five-three-two combination, depending whether you want to put the wing backs as midfielders or defenders. Um, but yeah, that will definitely be. There's some nailed-on players. It's just one or two. It's Fleck whether we'll play Fleck instead of Osborne, and whether we'll start Sharp over Magalda come at Burnie They're the only uncertainties I've got. But apart from that, the rest will be nailed on. Score prediction then. You mentioned 2 1 before. Are you still sticking with that? You know, I said 2 1 Saints earlier, but I'll actually go 1 all. I'll go 1 all. Nah, to be honest, now I'll stick with 2 1 Saints. I reckon you'll score first, we'll equalise. We'll equalise in like the 85th minute, and then like 89th minute, Ings will just run through us and smack it in. So I'll go two one to you guys, because we've been that poor. It sounds pessimistic, but we've been that poor away from home. I'll be happy just to get a. I mean it's after Everton game, I'll be happy to get a shot on target. So two one would probably compliment us at this point. Okay, would you rather wear a
0: Sheffield Wednesday shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten years?
2: Haunted house. No questions asked. Haunted house.
0: Would you rather be half the height of Leo Messi or twice the height of Peter Crouch?
2: Um, it's got to be half the height of Messi. I mean, half, half the height of Messi, you probably just class as a dwarf, aren't you? And you know, you see people like Peter Dinklage, Warwick Davis. It's it's a normal life, pretty much. But twice the height of Crouch. So what's that? At six foot seven times two, it's like it's like fourteen foot. That's like literally a disability then again i think dwarfism is but you've got to go for half the height of Messi. i don't know what you'd be you'd be about three foot something uh, no two foot, two foot something wouldn't you that is quite small but you know you can live a largely normal life you can get in places whereas if you're like 14 foot you can't even get inside like a pub you'd have to be like crawling around. if you wanted to go to the pub you have to be like crawling around Where, like if you were like two foot nine or something like that you know, it's a bit harder, but just get your mate to get your pint from the bar, you know, you can live a pretty much normal life, but 14 foot, what can you do, apart from, I mean, you know, professional basketball player, you'd you'd walk that, but, outside the basketball court, you've had it, honestly, you've had it, it'd be, that would just be ridiculous, and, um, I remember seeing that documentary about that guy that was like the world's tallest man, it did not look fun, whereas, you know, if you were like two foot nine, you could live a pretty normal life, I think. There's mu- there's much more. The world is more adapted for people with dwarfism than it is for people that are 14 foot.
0: Is there anything else you feel might be relevant for the match?
2: I don't know, really. I just think, um, I think for our season, I think it, it's mad that it feels a bit anticlimactic for us because we've missed out on Europe. That's still quite surreal. Um, I mean, I was watching the Chelsea highlights the other day and I got annoyed because we didn't get a fourth. And I had to stop and go, hang on a minute, we were losing 4-0 away at Gillingham or 4-1 away at Walsall three years ago. And I'm now annoyed that we didn't get a fourth against Chelsea. So it is is quite surreal and it's been an incredible season. I'd like to thank Chris Wilder, Alan Nil, all the players. Um, Congratulate you guys on turning your season around and going from looking pretty dire to um actually looking at a decent side who should get top 10 next season i think um so yeah we've both got the red and white um shame i can't be there at the game it would have been um you know a good atmosphere obviously last away game last day last game of the season as an away day is always a party atmosphere um at least for the away fans regardless of the result it's a shame we can't be there i've never been to st mary's before um Hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully hopefully it's actually an entertaining game by some aspects, honestly, because our last two. I mean, the Everton game, I know we lost, but it was a boring, it was a poor game anyway. Even my mate that was an Everton fan said that. So hopefully we can have an entertaining game. Hopefully we can register a shot on target and up the Blades. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks very much to Travelling
0: Blade and up the Saints. On to Extra Time okay, uh straight into extra time then kevin um we'll we'll start as we normally do with the predictions uh from Brighton uh we all went for a saint's win we all went oh no I went two nil Steve went two nil and you went one nil so um no points there obviously um so they remains they remained at fifty three forty six four to you. Uh, and then the Bournemouth game, I went 3-2 Saints, you went 2-1 Saints, unlucky. Uh, and Steve went 3-1 Saints, um, all getting points for it, but not the final, uh, the maximum five. Um, points now going into the final game, 55 for you, Kevin, 48 for me, and 6 for Stephen. Um, but of course, we have to tot up all the uh, predictions at the start of the season as well. That will be taken into account um super six then round 64 was won by andrew knight with 14 points um and overall tom hennigan on 492 and then round 65 was won by me again that's four times in six weeks uh yeah by done ray no? nice
2: one
0: okay Cheers. yeah congratulations Congrats. sorry i was six, 16 Wait. points by the way that week so yeah good one um Tom Hennigan extends his lead, however, so he's now on 503, so he doesn't look like he's going to be stopped now. Um, and round 66 is currently in play as we speak. Um, Kevin, uh, fantasy football this week?
3: Yeah, I have managed to get 43 points, which I think is quite respectable. Well done, Kevin. Still haven't done anything to my team. It's <laughs> getting embarrassing now. Um, how did you do? I can't see on here
0: oh, you do this every week. I'm right down the fucking bottom and you know it.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, Ray, oh, God, you're almost off the bottom. Um, <laughs> oh, no, you um, you were off the button, but uh, Ben Stanfield's overtaken you.
0: Oh. You've
3: got 27 so far this game week, whenever the fuck that started. Um, Jamie Vardy as captain not doing too well for you.
0: I, I haven't done it this week, mate. I haven't looked at it, so...
3: Yeah, Um, John Bailey Um, Steve's quite close I mean, a miracle maybe But um, he could catch John Bailey And the top three in our fantasy league um, It's Steve McCulloch and Lucy Hynette They're neck and neck Wow, 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 wow Yeah, there's one point in them at the moment And it hasn't been updated yet She's played her wild cards and she's got 67 points uh, sorry um, no he has and uh, yeah Lucy's got 74 points oh my god I think she's gonna um, she's gonna put it off but it's tight it's a tight contest
0: okay Kevin um, to end the show uh, as usual Russian phrase what have you got for us this week okay that boy well, Ings. that boy Ings. I know what boy is it's Malchuk
3: Malchik. yeah okay Well, will talk Malchuk Ings if you really want it.
0: there you go Top chickens.
3: Yeah, I think that's a little bit too easy. Come on, oh. we're getting to the, end of the season. No, you want to keep your fitness levels up.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Um, so yeah, um, cherries going down. It's just a sweet little uh, bonus for us, isn't it? Okay. So yeah, the cherry on the cake would be вишенька um, Vishinka торте.
0: Вишенька. Natorsha.
3: Tort. Torta.
0: torta. Oh, cake. Yeah, torta.
3: Tortia. Tortia. Um but they actually have two words for um, cherry, what the black and the red cherry have the different words. Um oh. and um our man Che uh, scored right at the death, and uh, the Russian word for a black cherry is uh
0: Chereshna. Chereshna Na so, uh,
3: you can say, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: like che. So, yeah, that, that's, that's our phrase with they. Ah.
0: Nice. Kevin, thank you.
3: It's too good. It's a pun that works in Russian and in English equally as badly.
0: <laughs> I'd expect nothing less from you, Kev. Um, yeah, here in the week. Right. Okay. So we've got one more for the season. Um, Sheffield United next week, um, and then of course, well, I say we have got one more for the season. We're going to do our season review, um, and yeah, and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll have another special when Salisu is finally announced. Um, so hopefully there's something something else to look forward to there. Until then, up the Saints.
3: Up the Saints. <laughs>